You've tuned into the Are You Screening podcast, originally live and an effort to bring you instant reactions to films. We try to stick to that theory and bring you unedited, unfiltered, and largely off-the-cuff opinions of movies, along with interviews, industry news, and hopefully a lot more. Thanks for listening, and let's get right to this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Are You Screening podcast. I'm your host, <laughs> RUScreening.com's own Mark Eastman. And with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And uh, this week, uh, we have a question. We have an email. <laughs> Here we go. So we're going right. to get to that. Love emails. Uh, and uh, this week, uh, it's Amsterdam, which is a movie taking a bizarre amount of flack that we'll have to kind of talk about that yeah. as, as well. So that, uh, I don't know, if you go to the movie or deciding to go to the movie, you have like the full picture and uh real quickly just since we happen to both watch it even yeah. though it's not a movie um we're gonna we're gonna talk about uh werewolf by night which yeah. is uh marvel werewolf kind of one shot <laughs> adventure that's even on like that's on disney, disney plus and it's uh it's based on some comic or another yeah. Uh, that I know nothing about whatsoever. Um, so it it's interesting because the thing that is the most interesting about this whole thing for me, even yeah. though, I mean, I, you know, I liked it fairly well. It's okay. It's, um, it, it's not like fantastic or I'm going to run out and, you know, make sure I tell everybody they have to watch it or anything. Right. But it's like pretty entertaining and it was a fun kind of, throwbacky idea it's in black and white and yeah. it feels like you know not quite an episode of the twilight zone but like an episode of dark shadows maybe right, or, right. or whatever it's um it looks like they you know studied old television <laughs> and went we have to shoot things like that um and it's not even just like, you know, you put a filter on your camera or you or or just because you're filming in black and white or right. whatever. It's like the you know, the set design is all it's it's not the set design in the sense of you go in this room and you have the right stuff. Right. It's like you have the right uh stuff wrong. Right. <laughs> you know like you right. have that's yeah like exactly. it's that's the way to do it's, it you literally went to the 50s and went why the hell did they do stuff like this <laughs> well whatever that's how we're gonna do it right. <laughs> you know, it's like right so it's like it's super weirdly throwbacky which is uh kind of awesome and yeah to a certain extent good and bad right it's like yeah. distracting too. the you know, the monster is goofy looking, you know, I mean, <laughs> there are, there are a variety of monstery things. Yeah. Most of them are heads on walls. Yeah. Of, right. Because we're the monster hunters and we killed them and whatever. Trophy room, um, you know. But the monster that you do see, right, is weirdly Muppety <laughs> and kind he's, of just screwy looking. He's a huge cult fan favorite in the comics though is like he? yeah i don't know he's because I, I don't mean, i don't know about, a weird it's, monster. i feel like it's already sort of out there so i don't think saying it like ruins anything because i i knew it was in there before i even watched it because everybody on twitter or facebook or wherever i'm watching whatever 
fake news is pouring by, they all said like, "Oh my god, it's Man Thing." Oh, and I'm like, "Oh, is that what that is?" And it's I, I have no idea yeah. what that. It's it's supposed to that be means like nothing to me. I know it's it's a it's a great. This is though it looks campy. It's a fantastic rendition of what looks to be almost impossible to translate from a comic. Right. Like, it's not quite like Alan Moore's Swamp Thing, but it's, you know, it's Marvel's Man Thing. Right. It's it's basically them riffing on something and just not really doing it the same way. Yeah, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a it's real weird. thing. But uh, so anyway, um, so it's on Disney Plus, And yeah. what I was going to say is the thing that's the most interesting to me about this is that nobody cared if you knew that it was coming until like a couple days before it came out. Right. <laughs> it was just like, oh, hey, it's like there was a marketing guy who got fired. Right. And and someone was supposed to pick this up. <laughs> On his desk and it was just sitting there. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's like, oh, my God, could you give somebody a little notice that something's coming? I don't know. It was, it was really weird. And then all of a sudden everyone's like, oh, you have to watch this. And right. I'm like, Okay, well, in three months when that comes out, right. I'll watch it. Oh no, it's tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, whatever. So, I don't know. It's really weird. Yeah, you know when Kevin Feige's you know Marvel office where they've got red yarn everywhere. Right. right. This is where we're right. leading into this, and someone just went, "What happened to that werewolf thing we were doing?" He goes, "God, where is Phil?" Right. Oh, Find that's Phil. We that's let Phil go. You know, I'm like, well, aren't we supposed to run this? Oh God, you know that's that's pretty close. Yeah, and they only ran it now because somebody shows up in something probably or whatever yeah, the hell. Right. I mean, you know, who knows? Anyway, but uh, so the story is about um, this group of monster hunters. Yeah, especially <laughs> especially the one who recently died. Yeah who had this magic rock, which uh, the other thing that's kind of good and bad about this is that it doesn't explain anything to you about anything. Like it just goes and he has, and this is the bloodstone or whatever. (laughs) And it doesn't say anything about like, what the hell is it? Where did it come from? What exactly does it do or anything like that? It's just that this guy died. He was the holder of the bloodstone and his, you know, whatever last wishes or his theory was to have this competition to see who gets it next. Yeah. And we've captured the monster and thrown it in this, you know, goofy labyrinth Labyrinth thing thing. that, uh, keeps him in by magic. It looked like a villa. I don't know. Yeah. Some shrubs. Like it it was kind of funny looking. It's, uh, it's on a surprisingly small set that they filmed this. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, and and so we've invited several of these monster hunters who have, you know, collectively killed hundreds of monsters right. and whatever the hell this world is where there's all these different <laughs> monsters. There's yeah. no there's no real explanation of how this connects to reality in yeah, any way like right. where are these monsters from what world are we in that there's all these different kinds of monsters or right. whatever and anyway and so the theory is uh we're gonna have this uh we're gonna just release the monster hunters into the labyrinth with the stone like affixed to the monster right. somehow right and you know you kill the monster you take the stone and then it's yours there you and go you, and, right. and that's how you get it <laughs> yeah uh, but also, they're all killing each other over right. being able to get it, right? They all go into the labyrinth, but then if you see another monster hunter, you better kill them 
right. and and then they can't get it, which seems a little weird to me actually. Yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> they don't have any explanation over that. It's just how we're gonna go. Apart from we're just gonna let this play out, and we're just gonna say. Look, monster hunters are all bastards. Right. <laughs> and right. if they can get something out of it, they'll all kill each other too. Yeah. And you're like, okay. Um, anyway, so that's the story. Um, so, you know, I really enjoyed it, but it's really goofy. Yeah. And uh, yeah. it's it's actually has a lot of interesting writing in it, which you wouldn't think. But yeah. there is a lot of like, you know, some of the conversations, I mean, some of it's very corny, but also some yeah. of it is pretty interesting and, you know, interesting enough to keep things moving and, and not be just obvious and boring right. and stuff. Um, and and I kind of loved everyone in it, really. Yeah. So um, I gave it a seven and a half. Um, it's really fun it's also very weird. Mm -hmm. And by the time you get to where you're about three quarters of the way done with it, it's hard to watch it anymore from the standpoint of, mm -hmm. you know, I just start going, why is this not a movie? Or why is this not like a series somehow right. or something? Or why is this not like one part of, something else or something because it's so weird it's yeah. like, and it's an hour long and it is really like it's an episode of the twilight zone it's like a completely self-contained thing yeah. that doesn't need to be necessarily right but it's just so odd like you're watching it and then you know you get a certain amount through it and you're like i mean fine i know what's going to happen and now i'm irritated that <laughs> that 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 something isn't going to happen or whatever it's like it's almost like it either needs to be like a movie or a half hour <laughs> right if it was a half hour i wouldn't have time yeah you would to go too what the hell why am i watching this right. like it's such a weird thing but uh but it's also it's really cool i mean yeah. i definitely would recommend it to people although you know i feel like you could recommend this to to anyone without too much explanation, except you do kind of need maybe a little bit of explanation. And, you right. Know, don't think just because this says Marvel on it, <laughs> that oh, yeah. you're getting anything that, you know, relates in any way to the Marvel world or anything like that. Um, but the characters were cool. And, uh, you know, I, I actually really liked it. It's funny because one scene and you don't need to pick too many scenes apart, right? Because it's too short. Right. But one scene I loved and hated, and oh. it was the weirdest thing, too, because... Uh, so basically, I'm, I'll spoil things Do sort it, of, right? We're, yeah. There's, uh, there's one of the hunters is really like on the side of the beast, right? right? And then the other hunter is like the daughter of the guy who died, who basically hates her family <laughs> right. and their whole existence and the whole fact that there is this monster hunting going on or, you know, whatever. Right. Right. And she wants to go and get the stone just so no one can have it uh, kind of a deal or, you know, stop the line of this monster hunter craziness yeah. or whatever her weird Motivation story is. Right. Back. Yeah. <clears throat> and they get locked in this like vault, right? Oh yeah, and, and you can't, <laughs> and they, and you can't get out, right? And I love that that scene happened, mm -hmm. and they just start talking to each other, 
it's like a little goofy that that that's where the vault is anyway. Right. right. <laughs> right. Coincidentally. Uh, it, it's a little bit like cheesy, but I liked that scene where it was like, well, let's make them talk to each other for a little while. And it was yeah. a pretty cool scene and everything. And then all of a sudden it was like, um, Oh wait, we need to get out of here. Uh, and, and it's like, you know, they might as well just have had like a stage hand walk out and give them a key. <laughs> right. Here you go. <laughs> go. Here's your key now. Magic. Yeah, right. Yeah. It was such a <clears throat> dumb ass thing of how they got this key and got out. Yeah. That you almost can't believe that someone really wrote right. that. It it's right. almost like uh, you know, if she had been ad libbing that and just did it, <laughs> right. right? It just said I know how I'll get out of here. Right. <laughs> Just like make something up at random. It was so goofy. But but I feel like that scene is like the whole thing for me, right? That's like the whole, right. my Good, view bad. of the whole thing right. is, you know, encapsulated right in that one scene. Anyway, uh, now I've talked forever. No, I think it's fun. I think, you know, and you can't have that scene or you can't even have even the believability of that scene, which is funny how much, you know, after you just said it was like basically better to have a stagehand. You can't do that if it's a half hour, but I get that you also wouldn't have the same story because they would just never need to talk to each other. Right. You know, if it was smaller. So if it was more streamlined, sure. I love the fact that it's just, you know, growing up, there were often, and it's not always Charlie Brown, but he's the easy go-to. Like, there were Halloween specials. Right. You know, and right. I love that this is just a Marvel Halloween special. <laughs> right. And the the pace, the the sort of texture of the beginning opening things, it's it's almost like it says this exists in a world of the, uh, the Universal Monsters. Right. So you're not going to see Michael Myers in this world, but there is Dracula kicking around somewhere. You know, that right. kind of thing. I had a blast with it too, but it really is limited by what it's doing and can do. I, I gave it a seven and a half too, but had so much fun watching it because it is Halloween, you know, time. This is early, still early October. I'm in the mood to watch things like this and I didn't know it was coming. It wasn't one of these things that was ever announced last year at Comic-Con and was right. like, by the way, we got a one shot Halloween. Th I, I didn't know. Boom. There it is. And I think... The idea that Marvel's studios has so much money right. at this point that they can just secretly film things and then just dump them whatever they want. I kind of like that part of the world we're in right, right. now. Because I like, again, I don't love all of these characters, but I was never a fan of Iron Man either until Robert Downey started doing some things. Right. But I, I think I have maybe five or six man thing issues you know and they're just ridiculous it's just this horrible monster who's just right. moving around the, you know okay this is an abbreviated thing but i did i did have fun with this mostly based on the timing and the aesthetic if you start looking at the intricacies of the story too much you're really looking for the right, wrong things right. here but as a fun little throwaway kind of thing i love also how they they all these other you know bounty hunters monster hunters they look strange. Maybe they're sort of creature-ish in a way. We don't learn anything about any of them. I we know, just learn all I, about Elsa. And you know, you know I hated that part of it too because <laughs> one of them looked like an alien. Like right. she was straight up. There I was mean, like alien elf. Yeah, something. Right, yeah, right, right. Like it was some whole thing. And you're like, you know, you got the big like Viking guy with his yeah, axe, yeah. and it's like, oh, I'm a big guy, and right. I smash <laughs> things. Yeah, and it's like, oh, well, here's this other, you know. <laughs> 
alien person or whatever, and you're like, well, come on. And right. they don't tell you not anything. Not, Nothing. Not even the slightest insinuation yeah. of anything. They're just like, I mean, yeah, that's Bob or right, whatever. That, yeah, like right. They don't yeah. do anything. Nobody like looks around the room and goes, what the? <laughs> but it's, I don't know. It's weird. But, it's, it, it's, but it is fun, like you were saying, with just Halloween specials. It's you it. know, it's like Shrek has to have a Halloween right. special. Yep. You know, whatever. Everyone's got their uh, Christmas and Halloween and all this stuff. It's like, why not Marvel? Let's and let's. I'm like, and, and I'm thinking, yes, that's really cool, right? But also, uh, it is like the whole Marvel thing. But I feel like it's a whole Disney Plus thing too, right? 100%. Disney, Disney Plus yes. is like what we're gonna do is we're gonna have some things right. where you never know it's coming right. until like the day before, right? So you better get your subscription, right? Because who knows be what you'll miss, right? Right, right. <laughs> and you're going. Eh. That'd be cunning if they were just like have to have subscribed for five days to see right. the new you things. We watch drop it. at any That's hour. Right. You can't you know? watch these if you subscribe now. <laughs> you have to wait like yeah. a week, and then you can watch it. Boy, that'd be. I I I, I totally get what you mean too, because I feel like that scene where they're in the in the tomb. You know, and I'm like, you gotta, you gotta have them if you're gonna do this, and you're gonna do it for an hour. You gotta have them talk because they got to figure out what's going on. Right. But then you got to find a way to separate them too, and just her. Oh yeah, I remember how to do. You know that right, kind of thing. Right. And I'm like, I have to also understand. Like she's been sitting there for a while before he comes in. Yeah. Yeah. And she didn't think she of didn't it come then? up with it no. then. She was like, oh, I'll just sit here. I like that it's really not for me. Except to show me that Man Thing is in there, you know, right. and that they can animate him. I like that it's really just to have. You don't want to show your little kids it because it's probably going to scare them. Even though there's really, I guess there is some. There's not much. There's in not it, a lot but then of when bad there violence, is, but there is. It's I guess a little it's weirdly striking. gory. Okay, I right? guess it is a little striking. Yeah. So I guess it's mostly for the preteen. Uh, but still, I don't care. I'm preteen in my head. I had a blast with it. Yeah, I, I liked it, and it, it's funny. Instead of maybe making you know, Morbius, a uh, two and a half hour flop. Maybe they should have made a 45 minute <laughs> right. examination of this, you know, but I, I like that it opens the doorway for an awful lot of fun stuff. Right. I yeah. mean, if, if things follow, aren't we going to be expecting a Marvel Christmas special now? Like, I mean, aren't these things like now suddenly, I in? think it would be cool if there was a Marvel holiday. Special. I think it would Excuse be cool me, if they did Christmas. this, right? Yeah. And they had uh Halloween and they had like Christmas or whatever yeah. they're going to have. But it's really like um you know like the Shrek ones or something, right? <laughs> yeah. Like it's yeah. the Avengers and like here's some weird shit they get up to right. on Halloween that has nothing to do with anything. Absolutely. Nobody has to rescue anything. It's just like some it's just Halloween. They should make them bad on purpose like the Star Wars holiday exactly. special. Like really just get a couple people back and have them sit around and be like, well, all right, somebody's <laughs> going to do a song and dance number. Right. You know, I love that idea. It would be so great. Yeah. Uh, uh anyway, all right. that was a lot of fun. Uh, so now we got a question uh, that we will get to yeah. before we uh, jump into the movie. And uh, the question comes from Doug hey, in Doug. Pittsburgh, apparently. All right. Which uh, cool. uh, I thought was uh, oddly timely because like, I got the email and, and uh, I mean, it's for me personally, right? Because Fallout 76 has a new Pittsburgh thing. And, oh, really? And then boom, I get something from Pittsburgh. Oh, that's cool. So that was interesting. You're but, in the Matrix anyway. Uh, exactly. But so th 
the question is basically, <laughs> you know, most of the, I, I got to say this, most of the questions that we get and uh, feel free to email us and you can, uh, the easiest thing really is go to rescreening.com and hit the contact thing. That's, no, oh, okay. That's really the easiest way easy. to get through. Plus, you know, honestly, it kind of highlights the email when it comes in because I get a lot of email. So, sure. you know, it's really the best way to get attention. Yeah. Anyway, but I got to tell you, like, most of the questions we get are so kind of hilarious. And I think it's awesome because uh, there's almost never a question. We get questions in our email oh, all see. the time. And uh, it's like, it's, I'm, you have to read through it and go, okay, like, what is the question? What are they doing? Exactly? Right. And it's kind of like a lot of the time it's like, hey, this is this <laughs> and this happened and people are talking about this and blah, blah, blah. And then it's just like, go. Yeah. Like there's like there's prompt. not. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I like the prompts. Uh, because basically Alan Moore uh, had this thing where, and I don't even know how new this is. Um, I know people were talking about it, but I don't know if people were talking about it again or yeah. if they, like said it because I'm I'm looking through the thing and I'm like, didn't he say this before? It's possible like, he it's, repeated, uh, but it's also possible it just came up again. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the the quote deal basically is that he said something like, uh, you know, people go into all these superhero movies. He finds infantile. That uh, people are lined up to go see movies about the things that they were interested in and were supposed to be interested in when they were 12. And now everyone's going to see, yeah. you know, all of these comic book movies are raking in all of the tons of money and whatever. And I think the big highlight was that he used the word infantile. It's like. And, you know, so whatever. And so yeah. uh, basically Doug from Pittsburgh relays that information to me and kind of is like, go. Right. <laughs> and I mean, your thoughts. But there's not really like, I mean, I suppose you could go, and what do you think about people, you know? Right. And I don't know if Doug is a longtime listener and expects us to go one way or the other or or what the thing is or if he's not and wants to know because we're snooty oh, eyebrow yeah. bastard critics right. who uh probably agree with them anyway so uh what we're gonna take this question as is just kind of go and talk about this and uh yeah you know, if Doug wants to correct me on what exactly I'm supposed to be talking about, then follow can, up emails. We like elaborate. Those yeah. Uh, so here's the thing. I think that uh, Alan Moore is kind of a nut. And I don't think he even denies that. Right. Right. Um, that, I mean, that's is, the thing. He is uh, kind of a curmudgeonly uh, weird guy. And, you know, he has his takes on things. And, and the thing that's really weird is, you know, my response is really kind of yes and no. <laughs> I'm really on both sides of right. this issue, right? And superhero movies, all the Avenger movies, all the Marvel movies, all the Batman and all that stuff, uh, there, there are a couple of different ways they're made in the first place, right? And there's like... Uh, you know, for me, there's uh, like Christopher Nolan doing Batman Begins. Right. 
that's one way of doing things, right? And right. the other way is like, you know, I don't know, Deadpool, sure. maybe, yeah. or Anything that's you know, any of the uh, any of the lesser Marvel movies <laughs> yeah. that did not really work that well. I thought that that really are. Um, and not that Deadpool's bad. It's just that Deadpool is like a... It's an easy one. I mean, you could you, pick Shazam or a, right, you know, right. a Zack uh, Snyder effort or anything. <laughs> Suicide Squad. You know, something that's right, light, right. lighter in trying to be commercial instead of artistic. Right, right. Yeah. No, I know what you meant. And, uh, and just insofar as those, um, I think, you know, I think Batman Begins is trying to take comics... And, you know, go somewhere more graphic novel right? I yeah. mean, there is reading comic books when you're 12 and going, woo, Superman, I can fly. And you're like, <laughs> right. you know, whatever. And then there's like kind of graphic novels and, you know, they won't let 12-year-olds buy them. So right. <laughs> and they're, they're right. doing a whole <laughs> different thing. Yeah. And they are, you know, not considered real literature on the technicality of having a lot of pictures or whatever, but right. they're really serious. And yeah. and maybe they're good and maybe they're bad, but they're really serious right, yeah. about what they're doing. They're not just, hey, I'm like a Saturday morning cartoon or something. Right. Um, so there's like a whole world of difference between those things, I think. But I also think even, I guess, whichever version you're taking, right, uh, his comment makes me think of Harry Potter right. uh, and not specifically comics. And so, like, on the one hand, I think even if you're – for me, Batman Begins in recent history is, like, the best example I can think of of trying to argue for one side, right? Batman Begins is really serious – it's about really serious stuff. It's trying to be like a elevated something, right? Yeah. And and I think about that as not really counting in the area of Harry Potter, right? I think you can go to Batman Begins and you don't have to worry about anything. Maybe you still have to worry about Alan Moore and he still thinks <laughs> you know, I don't I don't know where he dissects all of the superhero movies like that. But I also think, uh, like Harry Potter books, I like the Harry Potter books. They're fine. Yeah. They're for 12-year-olds, right? Yeah. And the movies are, some of them are better than others, but the movies are good. They're entertaining. They're, you know, family-friendly or whatever. Yeah. And I got no problem with anyone who likes Harry Potter books or movies. Now, if you tell me that Harry Potter is the best book you ever read... Then you're calling yourself infantile. You, you, got, you just got to <laughs> read a few then, more books, maybe. Then, then we have you know? a problem. If you're, you know, if you're 30 and yeah. you're filling out your swipe left profile, right. <laughs> going Harry Potter is my favorite book of all time. Mm -hmm. Then yeah, I'm on Alan Moore's side. <laughs> <laughs> then it's gone wrong oh, at, God. at that point. And I I think. You know, I, I kind of feel like it's weird to babble so much about this question, but I feel like no, I, I love our I, questions. I feel like I'm, you know, trying to channel Gene Siskel into this conversation about things yeah. that are good and bad, you know, because it's like Gene Siskel fairly famously 
was on the opposite side of Roger Ebert on this question. Right. Uh, which is also weird, I guess, but, uh, where, you know, whether or not movies are good or bad or books are good or bad, I suppose by extension, right. Is subjective, but, and you know, Gene, I can't, I can never remember the movie he's talking about, but he, uh, but he's got the quote where he says, but if you say that this is the best movie ever, right. Well, at some point I get to say you're wrong. It is subjective, right? right? Liking movies and not liking movies is subjective, yeah. but at some point I get to say, no, you're wrong. Like right. if you think this movie, and like I said, I can never, whatever it's it like, is, Freddie got fingered is right. the best movie right. ever made. <laughs> I get to say you're wrong. Right. <laughs> and, and I think that, you know, similarly, if you, if there's, especially since superhero movies could be this whole range, if you pick, you know, really even one of the lesser, you know, yeah. m- more, you know, less serious superhero movies, <coughs> and, and, you know, and you're going, it, this is the best movie I've ever seen, right? right? At some point, I get to say something. I mean, not you're wrong, I guess, but I disagree that you're, you know, know, and what he says is infantile, (laughs) right? Right. right. Uh, You, you are exhibiting the wrongness of something. (laughs) Something is, something didn't work out. And, uh, but on the other hand, Alan Moore is really more specifically talking about everyone go, you know, quote unquote, everyone going to these movies. Right. And that I don't know about, right? That is kind of a different thing because, you know, everyone went to the Avengers. Right. Is something wrong there? Yeah. Like, what's wrong there? And are, are we all infantile because we right. went to see it? We didn't, uh, you know, try to get it into the Smithsonian. Or, right, yeah. Or Not try, yet. Or try My to, petition is try to convince everyone yeah. that's the best thing that ever happened. We just all went to it. Right. Like, I don't know. There's some demarcation there between what it means that everyone went to it. I mean, I went to it and I liked it. Right. I mean, the Avengers is pretty good, but you know, still it's in like a, I don't know. It's a, it's a comic book movie. It's it's not suicide squad. Yeah. Right. Or Morbius. Right. (laughs) Right. Or whatever. Thank God. But it's still, you know, it's also not Batman begins and it's not, it's not quite, that kind of trying to be really serious and you know right. batman begins is trying to be kind of highbrow and snooty itself right and i think it's trying i yeah i take your point and i'm not trying to you know there's no room in our friendship for that kind of like pattern but i i would say elevated yeah yeah you know he because chris nolan doesn't i mean we've talked about this before one of the things I absolutely love about Christopher Nolan, whether or not I like his movie or I don't, and I thankfully liked many more than I have disliked, is he doesn't care if you don't understand what's happening. Right. He's not going to explain things through supporting characters or a voiceover. Pick it up, get it, or don't. But right. like, this is my film. And right. I love that because I love it. Right. Like, that's it. Boy, Alan Moore, I mean, I mean, you. I mean, there's not a yeah, thing in there. I mean, that's really, my take. There's not a thing in there to really disagree about. Alan Moore is a very interesting guy who's got an incredible amount of talent for telling stories. Some of the best stuff, I guess he would he would argue with me in very violent ways. I would say some of his best stuff is some of the comic book work he's done. He's he's had a real bad um, 
experience with comic book companies, not necessarily their fans, but I think what he does is he would take your position of like, if you think the Harry Potter books are good, that's all well and good. But if that's all you're reading, like I'm going to tell you why you're an idiot. Right. And Alan Moore is, is someone who I believe, and this is sort of, you know, I've never given him a test. I think he has an incredibly high IQ. I think he's very well read. He's very knowledgeable about a lot of incredible things. And I think his mind is not built to suss out in sound bites. I think when he comes out and he does an interview with the guardian, (coughs) excuse me, I think that guardian knows exactly what they're going to get because Alan Moore doesn't have good days or bad days. Alan Moore is cranky. Right. And, and you start talking about comic books. He has an opinion that really hasn't changed. In fact, it's only solidified over the years. I think I can understand why he would say, uh, the fascination with comic book films is sort of infantile, and I saw that he also said that that it's weird to make the headline this, but he's basically saying that our adoration of comic books turned into movies right now in our culture could lead to fascism. And you read that and you're like, how is that word poetry possible? But I, I, I know enough Alan Moore isms to know that what he's, I think, suggesting, I didn't read the Guardian interview yet, I still have to, is you know, we're we're trying to go back to an easier, simpler time when we really idolized Superman or Batman right. and these authority figures who have all the answers and have all the power. Okay, that's all fine and good in a comic book, but you start looking for that in your leaders in real worlds, that's when the fascism sneaks in. I think you have to really understand the Google translator for Alan Moore to know <laughs> right. what he's talking about. All that stuff aside, comic book films are not, infantile you know comic books themselves are not infantile but they can be you know i i'm not going to suggest that any new you know any new issue of archie and jughead of which i have not read in many many years (laughs) isn't infantile compared to reading the dark knight you know it's just i expect one to be more elevated than the other and i think that's on purpose i think as a medium you get what you bring to some of these things and if you go to a comic book film even if it's as serious as the dark knight you know i think you can find the infantile spectrum in there anywhere because people are dressing up like bats and they're running around and throwing things magically i mean come on but i i wholeheartedly disagree with alan moore and as i would though the question you know from doug doesn't bring it up the criticism that martin scorsese had recently that the comic book films aren't art you know they're just lowbrow, low-hanging fruit. I disagree 100%. And I still love Martin's, you know, Marty's films. I just think that I see something in there that is the fun telling and retelling of gods and myths. And sometimes you put those people in toga robes. Right. And sometimes you put them in spandex. Sometimes they have magic hammers. And sometimes they have, you know, gorgons and flying horses. Like, I think that the human experience to tell and explore mythology, even if it's self-referential and repetitive, is just always going through things. And right. I'm psyched we live in this time frame because I always, growing up, wanted there to be better explorations of the Hulk and Captain America than those cheesy things <laughs> that we got on TV. Right. You know, I I wanted you know Superman films were great for or a like while. Uh, like that really old TV Spider Man. Yeah, with Nicholas Hammond, which I mean was <laughs> okay. fun. It was great, but it's just but it's awful. awful. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And Wonder Woman, the Hulk, those are fine. You know, the Shazam 
TV show, the live action show that was on Saturday mornings as a kid. I mean, I used to eat that up because all I wanted was for there to be a right. world where we got Robert Downey Jr., we got Chris Evans, and Kevin happening. Feige, and, and I and, paid and, my dues to get to this point, and I'll be damned if Alan Moore is going to cheat Because I, I paid my dues by I'm watching Bill Bixby. I watched a lot of stuff. But, you know, I got I to gotta say, it's such a weird thing because um, not that we are talking about this or need to talk about this, but I used to watch The Hulk all the time. Yeah. Uh, I thought that show was great. Yeah. And and here's the weird thing because I was you know younger ish right it's yeah. a long time ago it was a while ago <laughs> and and you know the thing that I I always think it's <laughs> it's between Wonder Woman and yeah. the Incredible Hulk right. right which is so weird because you go okay <laughs> all of the superheroes in all of the comics and you've got all the Superman movies right. and there have been <laughs> Batman movies the whole time and yeah. stuff I'm like. And somehow it's actually down to Wonder Woman and the Incredible Hulk, I think. Yeah. The Wonder Woman TV show and the Incredible Hulk TV show are the things that actually yeah. pushed the whole superhero thing more into the broader like psyche, right, of, yeah. of all things. Because, you know, the Superman movies and the Batman movies were great. You weren't getting a lot of new people. Right. You weren't right. on every week. You right. weren't you know, on and on and on. You, you didn't have, uh, you know, people with Linda Carter on their wall, right. you know, whatever. And it's it's just so weird growing up through that. It's so, like, fascinating that it's like, so how did we get here, right, with all the superheroes? And I'm like, man, you can't overlook Wonder Woman no, and the Hulk. Not Wonder Woman and the Hulk. They're right. B character, whatever, yeah. you know, it's so weird. Anyway. But they were on primetime Friday nights and yeah. you, you didn't miss yeah. them. And that's why on Saturday mornings I watched And Shazam. Bill Bixby sold that shit. Oh, yeah, he totally I mean, did. He, he, was, he went all in for that. He was he, huge. He was awesome. I mean, well, so anyway, the, that's my version of a response to the question. Um, and I, like you said earlier, man, I love I love it when we get emails. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care what it's about, like calling us to task or just <laughs> open ended questions. You know. Um, uh, all right. So thanks, Doug, for the email. Yeah. And once again, uh, everybody, you know, just uh, the easiest way, seriously, is just to go to the website and do the contact. You can email me yeah. at mark eastman at areyouscreening but. You know, whatever. You anyway. can email me at Mark Eastman. Right. At areyouscreening.com. <laughs> that, that's <Yeah>. true. <laughs> All right. Amsterdam. Uh, so we yeah. got to get into oh, this um, fairly quickly. And go. here's the weird thing about this movie is uh, it's David O. Russell. Yep. <clears throat> it's got everyone in town. Everybody. In the movie. Everybody, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Christian Bale is in it. I'm not even going to go through everyone that's in it um, because there's Margot too, Robbie, there's John too David many, Washington. Man. Yeah, I you mean, can do it. Uh, Michael <laughs> Shannon, uh, uh, Robert De Niro, Chris Rock, Chris Rock uh, Shrek, uh, Mike Myers. Uh, yeah. Um, it, it's got, I mean, and that's just the first layer of people. Like right. it's, it's Taylor Swift is in there. Uh, Anna Taylor Johnson? Anya Taylor. Anya, excuse me. Yeah. Thank you. Anya Taylor Joy. Joy. Yeah. Jeez, I got the vowel. I got the uh, all right. sense right. Yeah, everyone's in it. And uh, I'll say right off the bat, I thought everyone uh, was really good in it, too. I don't think anybody really this might be had any kind of, uh, hey, what are they doing in here? They're yeah, right. <laughs> pulling this whole thing down. Um, anyway, so the, the really quickly, the story is about uh, these three people who meet it in wartime, yep. whatever, 
and uh, we kind of look back at him in flashbacks a little bit and like fast forward to uh, we're in New York and some mysterious death happens right and then another death happens and then the next thing you know there's like a whole conspiracy and uh christian bale who is really the main focus yeah even though you know the the triumvirate is sort of supposed to be more sort of the focus but it's really kind of christian bale because we see the most of him we get the most of like the rest of his life the other sides of his life and all that stuff uh, you know, he gets caught up in having to try and figure out what the hell's going on. And it's uh, this very weird uh, conspiracy of how this guy was killed on a ship and then his daughter gets killed and the whole thing. And yeah. it's it's kind of, you know, very capery right. type thing. And uh, and that's like kind of the rundown. Yeah, um, that's without giving anything away. And the thing with this movie that I got to say before we say anything else is the movie seems to be like a real backlash uh, recipient. And it, I have to guess, right? And, uh, and I just tell you this because uh, I want people to go like read other reviews. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Of uh, negative reviews of this because like I have to guess that it must be David O. Russell because right. uh, yeah. not long ago, as this movie is closing in, all of a sudden online <laughs> there's this huge resurgence. I mean, and it makes sense because his movie's coming, right. but uh, there's this almost like coordinated effort to yeah. bash on him again and bring everything up, which I'm fine with. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> because because he's an ass. Right. Um, but everyone was bringing up and re sharing like old videos, old articles about how he's horrible to work with and all this stuff. Yeah. And it really seems to have worked this time. Yeah. Right. Because it really seems like, um, uh, it, it really seems like the reviews. That I've read, because I've read a bunch of reviews bunch now, of right? Yeah. Um, and, and so, like, the movie is sitting at something like 48 yeah. on Metacritic. <laughs> and if you go dive into that, you will find that that's because there are a lot of things that rate it 50. Yeah. <laughs> and then there are some that rate it pretty high and some that rate it really low. But there's, like, a lot that are, like, right there on, yeah. like, 50, 55, 60, you know, whatever. And, and so, uh, like I said, I want you to go out and read reviews and try to come to your own, uh, conclusion about this because I read a lot of reviews of this, especially bad ones. And I could not find actually many reviews of this that convinced me that they didn't like the movie. Right. Right. (laughs) And it was the damnedest thing that I've ever seen because anything that they said that they were calling a negative of the of the movie was vague yep. and like, yep. uh, you know, I want you to use this quote for the movie when right. you say I said it was negative or whatever, but not anything um, really specific about why something's bad. And at best, they might say something like, well, it's trying to be several different kinds of movie. Right. 
and right. what what about that right. was bad or right. why did that not work? Because if that alone is enough whatever, to, to right? tank something, I, I got mean, a th- bunch of films to look at that you. Well, reviewed, because if you know, that's enough to be a negative, you right. don't have to have seen the movie, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. And I read more reviews of this movie where at the end of reading it, I could not figure out why this person was trying to explain that this was a bad movie. And it was weird. I mean, and I'm not going to name any names of people who are uh, writing weird reviews, but it was weird. And uh, so if you, so don't take somebody's star rating of this movie as the whole story and actually find out what they're saying because that is not what movie critics do. And I read a lot of movie reviews. Yeah. And if somebody's got a movie they don't like, they tell you why it's bad. Right. They tell you why yeah. you're not going to like it. They tell you, you know. Or they can't wait to say why they didn't like but it. But I read so many reviews that were like, okay, all the actors are great. Yeah. Uh, Sets look the great. The story's pretty good. Costumes um, are great. This is this yep. and that is that. And, uh, oh man, but it's, it's trying, bad. it's trying to do a lot. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and like I said, the, the things that are negative are all very like vague. Yeah. Some of them, uh, I even agree with, right. Uh, the pacing in this movie <laughs> is batshit. It is. Cr- the, yeah. The it, pacing in this movie is a mess. <laughs> yeah. But I still really liked the movie. Right. That doesn't mean it's like one star. Right. Like the pacing was weird. Yeah. And uh, and the pacing would, there'd be like a half hour where you'd go, all right, now this is great. And right. then, you know, the next 20 minutes right. are like eight different speeds. Right. And you're going, yeah. <laughs> what the hell is going no, it's on true. here? From molasses and, to and Keystone it's, Cops. It's really, it's really weird. Yeah. And that is definitely a negative, but... Not that much now. Of a negative, it's, now right? I'm going to rate like, it like a four or right. three or something, or <laughs> yeah. you know whatever. I don't know. But uh, there are a lot of people really vaguely trashing the movie, yeah. and I think ultimately they went into the movie knowing they were going to write a bad review, and now yeah. they're figuring out how to do it. Right. And uh, and and I think it's crazy. And I and I think uh, if you want to not like this movie because you don't like David O. Russell, more power to you. Right. Just say that. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Like, I, I'll be on your side, yeah. even. I mean, he's an ass. And uh, and if the movie doesn't make any money, yeah, uh, which it's apparently it's not, it's, it's going to get trashed. Yeah. And maybe David O. Russell has a harder time getting his next $100 million. Right. Then, you know, beauty. If cool. people don't yeah. want to go to it because, right. because he's a bastard and they want him to lose money, then fine. But you're going to write a review that's just really, like, selling out. Yeah, your profession, right? Because <laughs> right. because you just demand that you're going to give it a bad review, and you'll come up with whatever crap you have to. That's awful. Like like I so uh, we can actually get into the movie, right? I gave it an eight and a half. Yeah, um, I well, really I not, I really like the movie. Okay, yeah. um, I'm still fine if it doesn't make any money. Don't right. go to it if you. If your view is like that, like I'm not going to go to his movies. Yeah. If I didn't have to see this movie, that kind of might be my view because he he's yeah. he's really a jerk, right? I yeah. mean, and you can Google all the right. Why do people Reasons. hate David O. Russell and or whatever? You you'll want. be online a bit. There's um, a bunch, right? Uh, you know, fine. But does that 
Right. Mean I'm going to rate the movie three stars and right. go, David O. Russell made it. So it starts at three and we'll see if it goes up or down at yeah. all based on what the movie's like. I mean, it, the movie's good. So right. anyway, I gave it an eight and a half and uh, that's my whole spiel on him. Anyway. There's, there's, uh, it reminds me of when I watched this Johnny Depp film years ago and I really, really had fun watching it just because of the creepiness of it. It's the ninth gate. And I hated, oh, yeah. I hated liking it because it's directed by Roman Polanski. Right, right. And I want to find every reason on the planet to not like Roman Polanski because go Google him. Because okay? everybody he's, knows, he's, right. he's a monster and he has some defensible ideas about it, but that those are his. I don't agree. I, I seem to like more David Russell films than I don't. Um, but I get that he's a, bastard i mean how many people are there really i mean i suppose they've reconciled but the famous thing years ago was if george clooney ever saw david o russell in person he was going to punch him in the face right and it's not because clooney was on the receiving end of anything clooney actually famously stood up for the cast and uh excuse me the crew on three kings because david o russell was being an absolute bastard right. to people and he's like we don't make movies like that and i'm not gonna let you do it so they got into like a scuffle, like a real right, fist fight right. kind of thing. How bad of a jerk do you have to be? I mean, I guess Clooney will swing it a lot of people maybe, <laughs> but I mean, you know, so anyway, I'm, I'm watching this film and I'm having a blast with it. I, I have a few problems with it that kept me from getting it any higher, but I gave it eight and a half too. And, and I thought maybe the easiest thing to say about this is I don't know if I can love the ending of this movie but i absolutely loved getting there i right, thought the right. zaniness and the kookiness and the dedication to tell the specific story that they were telling even as flop sweat as it got sometimes and how manically it ran around in circles to chase its own tail just to exhaust itself and then say well let's go to the next thing right. like in a way that see how they run. I feel like I've seen two kind of kooky Wes Anderson-ish inspired like films that were murder mysteries, that were mysteries. And and I I got more of what I really wanted in this one than I did in See How They Run, but I would still defend that to an extent. But this has more liberty with everything that's going on and yet at times I understand the idea that it doesn't know what film it wants to be, but I think that when that voice is applied to, I, I mean, I already named him once, you know, there are certain Wes Anderson films you could tell me, like, this doesn't know what it wants to be, and I'm like, exactly, watch right. it, and, and right. it's great. It doesn't always work. But I love the chemistry between between the three main characters, and then when they are put in chemistry with others, it almost always works. I have come to the conclusion, and sorry if you're listening to this, Rami, that Rami Malik is awful in just about everything he's in. <laughs> he <laughs> yeah. he doesn't elevate anything. In fact, he distracts it. And I'm not going to go for the easy stuff like he looks strange or talks weird. That's not it. At, at the times the movie doesn't work for me, it feels like the cast that is currently on the screen aren't all in the same movie. Right. Like somebody's in a different film. Somebody, and you know, I mean, you know as well as I do, man. I can't tell for sure that David Russell didn't pull someone aside and say, this is the movie I want you to be in for this scene. Right. Because it's not all, it's not all like um, the Kenneth Branagh, Agatha Christie films that have been being done lately. Like those are all, everyone's in the same movie all the time. Here, 
you know, Anya and Rami are sort of in a very different throwback film than everybody else who's on that scene in this scene with them together. And everybody else is still great in that scene, but it's uneven and right. it feels disjointed. And I can't wait for them to get out of the way so that I can get back to the trio who are telling the best story and in the kookiest way. But again, it's sometimes it's hurry up, you know, sit down, you know, it's really frantic and frenetic and then it's very slow. I think, I think they dwell really too long on watching Robert De Niro sit in a chair, you know, I mean, but still (laughs) let's just film that for a while. Like I, I just, I, before it got to the end and I'd have to rewatch it to really be sure I was in, I was having so much fun, but there isn't a person in this film besides Rami, I guess, that I dislike when they're in things. I mean, I didn't even recognize Timothy Oliphant until the (laughs) next time we see him and I look and I'm like, holy shit, that's Timothy Oliphant. Like, look at him. And I'm just watching everybody have a blast do their performances. I I agree with you. If you are, if you want to take a swing at him and you've earned it or you haven't, you're just, you're sick of his politics or his personal problems then come right out and do what you do in every movie review, which is I'm paid to give my opinion. And here's my opinion. I think the director sucks. Right. And let me tell you why the movie's still good, but man, I hate saying it. Right. Like, go that way. Right. So, um, yeah. So I, the funny thing to me is actually Christian Bale in this movie too, because, um, you know, it, it is really weird. There's a scene with Rami Malek, where uh, he's he suddenly, you know, it's very weirdly like Columbo or like, mm-hmm. you know, Murder, She Wrote or something where you go, we know you did it. Right. And they go, aha, I <laughs> confess. <laughs> and right. I will tell you all my plans or whatever. Right. But there's a scene with Rami Malek where, you know, he like gives up. Yeah. And he goes... I did it and I'll do it again. Right. You know, and it's very like forties, yeah. fifties, bad guy, uh, you know, doesn't really get their comeuppance, but right, but uh gives a speech yeah. right. <laughs> instead or whatever. Yeah. Uh and in that movie, it is really like uh in, in that scene. You see that scene where it's almost like watching a split screen of an old movie where there are twins, but it's the same oh, person. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Like, like he's not actually there in the room with the other people, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, And they cut that in later. They filmed him on his own, Yeah, whatever, because that's exactly how it is. Like, he does not... Yeah. seem like that guy at the best of times the weird thing with me is i feel like uh i i liked rami malik and things a lot more than you i can't um i loved him in uh mr robot um, okay so, i yeah, thought so I he was that. i thought he yeah. was great i'll give you in that. that um but in most of the things that i have seen him in lately right uh so uh I mean, I'm jumping around in my no, head, but so like Christian Bale, right, is the thing. As soon as we see Christian Bale in this movie, like within two or three minutes of watching Christian Bale, yeah. uh, I'm like going, was this on Broadway for the last 10 years and Christian Bale's been doing this part right. day in, day out yeah. forever? Because as soon as you see him, it's just like, I mean, he's that guy. That's him. Yeah. I mean, he is so... It's awesome. Everything. 
every single aspect of that character, like he is so good and he's not awesome in absolutely everything, but I'm, I'm a big fan of his, right? But in some things, and probably in most things, he really is. And I got to tell you, if you get nothing else out of listening to this show today, right? Right. Go back and watch everything he's ever been in. (laughs) Because. (laughs) It's a big line. Because he is, man. It's like American Psycho. Yeah. uh, All the way back to that. Even the goofy films that only I like, like Equilibrium right. or whatever. I know. Like every, everything he's in, he's good. He's he is good just that guy. Yeah. He is whoever he is. But in this movie, uh, like, I was, like I was saying, you barely watch this movie for five minutes, and I'm sitting there going, Jesus. How long has he been doing that? Role? Yeah, like yeah. he is so good. And yeah. Rami Malek is like the exact opposite of that. Yeah. Rami Malek is like even the first moment you see him. Yeah. It's like, I mean, he's playing some character, but he's playing like everyone in the movie, I think, is really good, right? Yeah. I think Anya Taylor-Joy is hamstrung a little yes. by the fact that her character is supposed to be stupid, yes, uh, like really obnoxious right. and stupid in an unbelievable way. Right. You know, be obnoxious and stupid in like a believable way. Right. So she's got like a hill to climb. She's very, yeah. Um but Rami Malek is playing like the cartoon version of this character I, the whole time. I get it. And, but it reminds me of when, remember when we saw The Stand and we talked about how Matthew McConaughey hadn't read, uh, excuse me, not The Stand, The Dark Tower. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And how he had not read anything. He was just like, so I'm a super powered, I can do right, anything. Right. Okay, he, that's he, how, I know that. Right. I don't he have to know anything. He doesn't know the character at I all. think, you know, look, Rami was in uh, no, no Time to Die. I thought he was the worst thing about that film. I think he's one of the worst things about the little things, you know, I mean, he's just this, he's just in these supporting roles and I don't think he's doing much to do it. Now this sounds like I have a huge grudge against him. The guy doesn't owe me any money. I just think he got an incredible spotlight from looking like Freddie Mercury and lip syncing to a performance that was still awesome. Like Bohemian Rhapsody is great. I forget Mr. Robot. I haven't seen it. I know everybody says he's great in it. I think he just shows up and he's basically doing the McConaughey, which is, okay, so I'm this guy. All right. right. Well, I'm going to narrow my eyes eight degrees and speak at this pace, and that right. will be my and character. And I'm like, dude, you're you're just not doing anything that everyone else around you is doing. Right. And, and I, when he's out. in that scene at the end where he's like okay. pulling his mask off and yeah. going, aha, uh-huh. I am the bad guy. So, what, you know, whatever, right? Yeah. Uh, when he's doing that scene, he is playing the same character he's played the whole time. Like when you first see him, you know, it's like seeing Alan Alda on the right uh, on, <laughs> on the credits. movie going, well, he's the bad That's guy. <laughs> like Rami Malek walks out and he's like, hi. And you go, oh, shit. Right. Like figure this, this silverware. <laughs> like, right. He's it's just so obvious and kind of cartoony when he's trying to play normal. He's still doing the cartoony shit at the end it's like they filmed that last scene first yeah and he got it in his system that he was like cartoony villain and then he just kept doing it the whole time it's just it's so weird but what's weird about it is that he's in the room with everyone else and they're still doing their movie right and they're doing it really well i know yeah they're, they're all still doing good stuff and Rami Malik has like those three guys who are the other bad guys who hardly have any lines. Right, are doing a way better job. <laughs> yeah, I I can only I can only assume 
that he's doing what's asked of him. And and again, I, I'll be a hypocrite if I criticize the reviewers who can't just come out and say, I, this is my opinion. Right. It, it's getting to the point where I have to acknowledge maybe I just don't like him. Right. <laughs> and and maybe it's his voice. Maybe it's his, maybe it's his speech pattern. I don't know. But I just think that in the last three films I've seen him in, he is over for 3 for giving I, anything I, to the I film. I think in all the things that I've seen, and this included, yeah. I think he just overdoes everything. Maybe. I think yeah. he just kind of it's overshoots. Possible. Yeah, like, it's possible. And I think this is a supremely bad role for him. I do too. Um, That's the other thing. Because, uh, for a lot of reasons maybe, but because I feel like he gets it in his mind that he's a cartoony villain and like he can't keep that from the screen. Right. Like he can't. Right. In this scene, no one knows you're a bad guy. Right. He's like, well, they're about to. They're going to. Yeah, they're (laughs) They're about to. Right. Yeah. It's so so weird. But anyway, um, moving on from Rami Malek. Yeah. um, uh, so I I loved all of uh, I loved most of the story. I yeah. feel like really the problem, and this easily should be ten, and it's not because of David O. Russell, right? And not because I don't like him, right? Because no, <laughs> I can compartmentalize. But these. he's yeah. the writer and director, and right. everything I don't like about it is his fault. It's his Except fault. for Rami Malek, which you know. Uh, in a in a different movie that was better, I still might have to take some off for Rami yeah. Malek because uh, right. he's messing stuff up. Yeah, but the script, uh, you know, I like the story. Right, yeah. this needs to be. And I, I said this when I was walking out of the movie. Right, I feel like where we are in the world is that there should not be movies made anymore that are written and directed by one person, and that's yeah. it. Right. Sometimes they're great. Yeah. And you get the right person and they make really cool stuff. Yeah. But overall, I right. I think it's just a bad move. This mm-hmm. script needs somebody else looking at it. Yeah. And somebody else, you know, doing two or three rewrites that they go back and forth. Yeah. And fix the pacing of it and fix the ending of it. The I yeah, see, I really didn't like the ending. Yeah. And it's not like, oh my God, now we've driven off a cliff and I hate the whole no, movie or anything. No, no, no. But, but the ending of the movie is just like Rami Malek, right? The right. ending of the movie is not the ending of this movie. Right. It's the ending of, you know, like you said a second ago, it's the ending of an episode of Scooby-Doo, right? right? It's so yeah. over the top. And that's not what we've been watching. We've right. been watching like this, you know, capery, yeah, uh, you know, man caught up in things way over his head, right. and he has no idea what to do about it. And he's got two partners with him who also don't know what to do about it. Yeah. And I think the whole angle of the movie, where uh, Margot Robbie is basically like trapped by her family because she had to basically give herself up to right. save them earlier. That is such a cool part of the story. Yeah. That gets nothing. Dude, when she walked out, out of, it, of that room, right? when she walked out of that room, I I mean, I'm not a naive film goer. I just went, whoa. <laughs> right, right. I wasn't expecting that. Like right. when did how did that And do? the whole thing comes together <laughs> yeah. really cool and it's a very interesting part of the story. And in, yeah. in this movie, because it's this goofy, capery, hijinksy runaround thing, it's yeah. really cool to have that all come together. Yeah. And then we kind of don't do anything with it right enough 
really? Sure. I mean, yeah, I agree. it's like we get that one moment where you go, wait, what? Yeah. And, and then that's it. And it's and like, that, well, we've and, done that. So, I mean, and we're well into the movie right. when that happens. And I distinctly remember thinking like, man, the end is going to be a blast. Right. I don't know what's right. going to happen. Like, I kind of know what's happening. And I can when you put the dominoes, you're like, they have to topple mostly in this way. But then I'm like, well, somebody moved a domino. Like, right. they didn't really topple at all. It just kind of right. like flopped. Right. You know, but yeah, the end uh, needed to be completely reworked, and I think ultimately, like a whole other thing should happen. Some other, I, too. I was waiting for something different, right? a different conclusion. Um, but but it ends and just goes. Uh, I don't like Nazis. Right there, you go. Okay, right, and neither <laughs> I had do you. to go through yeah. this whole thing for that. Yeah. Well, like I said, I I I don't know what I'll feel if I see it again, and I want to see it again. I loved getting there. Man, yeah. I loved getting to the last, the 20 minutes before the end. I'm still like, this is uneven, right. but I'm having a ball. Yeah, it's it's so much fun, yeah. and it keeps moving in a great way. Yeah. Except, you know, when suddenly it doesn't, and it goes, uh, yeah. David O. Russell wants to talk about this shit for yeah, a really right, long time. Right. And you go, well, now I have to watch this scene. But then, it, you know, it's such a weird balancing act of trying to fit these two things together because you've got Margot Robbie early on being this just awesome character yeah. that I think is a little bit more Margot Robbie than it is David O. Russell. Right. I think there's a lot of it I that she is bringing to it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, then she like puts the pipe in her mouth and stuff and you're like, what is <laughs> right. going on we going? Here, Right. Yeah. Like it's so uh, cool and crazy. Yeah. And then, you know, all of a sudden we have to sit and have tea for like yeah, 20 right. minutes or right. <laughs> it feels yeah. like 20 minutes. Yeah, It's such a weird thing, but it's such a fun ride getting there. And it's, you know, it's ultimately one of the best things I think about it is that it's not serious. You right. know, it's like Knives right. Outie, it is, right? It, it it's is. like we're, right. we're just, And it's not know, as controlled and disciplined as Knives Out. From right. Ryan Johnson is, but man, it's in that vein. And, it, and even the stuff that you allow to come in, like even the tertiary characters of like the inspector and his bumbling oaf partner, right? When he's breaking everything, and every single time he's off scene, and and you see Bert looking out of character, and he's like, "Don't touch that," you know. And I'm like, "There's so much stuff going on right, here. Right. I'm loving and, it." And you know that other cop. Yeah. Right. The cop who's like the main one. Right. And who's the sensible one. That guy will never get enough credit. Yeah, no. Because yeah. that role it was so easy. Awesome. And he did yeah, he's he, in it. He, he was yeah. great. Um, but there's so much of it. And and I think, you know, going back to all the criticism that this is getting that I don't think it deserves, right? I think really this movie is not serious enough for a lot of the criticism that it gets. Right. If David O. Russell came out and said, this is better than Shakespeare, right. and then the movie somehow actually relayed that it thought that it was right. you know, this thing, then maybe it would deserve some of the yeah. things that are being said about it. Right. But you watch this movie and it's like, you know, partially slapstick at right. some points. Yeah. And it's, it's screwy and goofy and Christian Bale just kind of, running yeah right <laughs> and going right what the hell am i into when he's in a back brace right uh, and and he still has to be you know he's kind such of like, a dude he's such a stud there was oh sorry 
No, go ahead. Well, he's such a stud. I just saw a quick, uh, uh, quick. I mean, I know we got to get out of here. I just saw a quick mini interview with him where he was just answering junket questions, and someone asked about the brace, and he went, "I, I, you know, I try to do good work. I show up. I, I try to be professional. We all have good days. We all have bad days. When it came to the brace, I just kept wearing it." And he goes, "Wait, you, you wore the brace for the whole set for the shoot?" And he goes, "Yeah, because you know, can't you see sometimes there's this?" And he makes like a two inch space in the in the interview and he's like you see this thing off my shirt he's like i could just act uncomfortable or i can just be uncomfortable right and he goes and i just choose to try to do as much ease of transition to character as possible i don't want to think i have to be uncomfortable just right. put me uncomfortable and then let me act <laughs> right and the guy looked at him and christian bale just shot him a look that was like that's how i go right and i'm like you're damn right because right. that's how come it's so awesome like he's just so good right oh man right and there are so Makes me want there, to see it again i know there are so many parts in the movie where uh it's him and margot robbie yeah and i mean it's just crazy and yeah. all of the stuff with their relationship too yeah. is really good yeah and it's just unfortunate that there isn't more that it can get out of like her character, who right. she is, her family, and the whole nine yards, and you know they're drugging her and yeah. all this stuff, because we have to do these other things to get us to this ending. That's just right. That's weird. Corny. Misplaced. By the time you get yeah. to the end of it, it's it's yeah. very odd. As soon as they get to the part where they like walk into that room, yep. and you see the stage, yep. it's like, oh man, what now? Yeah. Like it, it just kind of. It reminded me a lot of of watching. Glorious Bastards and when you finally because that's a long movie with a million parts and when they finally get to the theater that they're going to burn right and you walk in and I'm like oh, I'm going to sit in this stage for 40 minutes right, right. like when he did that I went oh man this is <laughs> yeah. where it's going to be right all right well show me uh, all right um, so <clears throat> I think we've gone uh, fairly over at this point man go see this movie uh, yeah so next week um, I will say yeah. for those who actually tune in all the time and thank you and thank you for yeah. uh, forcing your friends to listen to us. That's work. Yeah. Um, next week is kind of going to kick off really the end of the year, even though that yeah. seems early. I know. Right? Because uh, there's nothing huge next week. So we'll see what happens with next yeah. week, but it might be uh, really an episode where we transition into the end of the year because then yeah. it'll, the week after that, it'll be Black Adam. Right. And after that, it's just going to be all everything yeah. in the year, yep. awards time, yep. screeners, several weird. movies a week, it's and a it's going to be on, yeah. right? And uh, and oddly enough, it's going to be worse and better, I think, this year because there isn't as much stuff that comes out at yeah. the end of the year because a lot of things got pushed to different times or whatever, Right. Uh, which means that there's more stuff smaller things yeah. and they're still going to be pushing them yeah. anyway. And, <laughs> right, right. and there's going to be other movies that go, well, maybe we have a chance now. Right. And you know, yeah. so anyway, so you've got that to look forward to next week. Yeah. Uh, thanks for tuning in. <laughs> and uh, like I said, subscribe, share, like us on iTunes, whatever. Yeah. And uh, otherwise trick your friends into listening to us as well. Right. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Hey listeners, on behalf of myself and Shane Leonard, we want to thank you for tuning in once again. The Are You Screening podcast is brought to you by areyouscreening.com and a lot of wonderful people who help us out. 
Surf over to areyouscreening.podbean.com or areyouscreening.com to find out how you can become one of them. All music used in our podcast is courtesy Andrew Lord. Once again, please, please, please subscribe, rate us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Good night. <laughs>